Hello, Theo102. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) To the Pop Culture Smackdown. And this week, our topic, our big topic, of course, is piety. But our specific topic for the Smackdown? Yes. The Worship Wars. The Worship Wars. Inspired by Charles Wesley. Dun, dun, dun. And his musical stylings. Yes. Um... And you know what we've got to argue about? You uh-huh. know, because the yep. Wesleys introduced, you know, new hymns and so on. And whenever yes. you have new music introduced into the church, it always creates anxiety. It does. For we must have it the does. worship wars. We must argue now in our time, whether having modern rock bands in church for yes. like your worship team, whether that's great or terrible. I've got, I've got an example here for you. Oh, what's our artifact? For it's a, week? it's a Wesleyan hymn. Charles Wesley. Charles the better brother Wesley. if you're into music. Not <laughs> theology. Wesley. Although if theology is music and music is theology. Right. He could be the better at both. Yeah, Charles Wesley was really known for um play, like creating hymns that were chock full of theology mm-hmm. that he liked. A lot of it was um the theology of the Pietists, mm-hmm. a certain kind of theology called Arminian Arminianism. Mm-hmm. And um, he put that into hymns. And so I'm going to play two versions of the same hymn. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want your reaction, Dr. Doak, first, before okay. we go. So you're going to, okay, this is a Charles Wesley hymn. Charles Wesley okay. hymn. Play, two, play, two versions. Play a sample. Version number one. Version number one. Okay, put the mic down there. Let's hear it. This is very low tech. We're just pointing the mic at the computer. Ooh. Love the, love the horns. I feel like there's a royal entrance happening. Okay. Okay, what's happening? It looks very royal. Oh, it does. Okay. Okay, Charles, what's happening here? Oh, I can feel it coming. Nope, the prologue is continuing. It's over the top. Okay. We're getting there. I'm getting in the mood, though. Oh, here we go. Oh, I know this one. This is a great song. It's a great song, Charles. I hear okay. the choir. Okay, I got yeah, it. Okay, I got you it. Got it. You I got it. I like that. I'm okay. into that. Yep. I, I also like the song. It's a very common uh, Easter hymn, obviously. Christ the Lord is risen today. Beautiful. Okay, version number two. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, yeah. I'm seeing like neon colors. A lot of people wearing black, just fists pumping in the air. <laughs> I see a smoke. I see a smoke machine. Everybody clap your hands. Yep. I'm seeing in my mind like a very kind of like almost like a guy that looks like a model with a soul patch. <laughs> yeah. Like seeing yep, this. Yep. Okay. You get the idea. Yep, okay. I'll stop it. now. Okay. So two versions of the Charles Wesley. Two versions. The traditional and the new. Same him. So yep. I mean, okay. It's, it's funny because it's like we could put the debate. We could frame the debate kind of like. You know, if you put it like that, it's like, well, clearly you've got like, you know, a beat and a rhythm and music, but like what kind it's, you know, this is serious stuff for people in their church attendance. People have left churches over music. Oh yeah, of course. People, I, yeah. My husband was a worship pastor and he would oh, get man. people who would, he, oh, one man. time, one time he was like leading, he was kind of supervising the worship and, mm-hmm. and there was like a worship band playing in the front of the sanctuary. Yeah. And then this gentleman in the congregation just turned around cause he knew my husband was standing in the back kind of supervising it. Yeah. And he just looked at my husband and he just gave him the thumbs down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> kind of like, like a Roman emperor. Like, bad. what is my judgment on this prisoner? Thumbs <laughs> yes, down. Yes. So we're talking about 
there, there's a portion in most church services in case you've never been to church where there's going to be some music and really yeah. what's, what's great about church. If you've never been, and if you do, if, if you have, you know, it's rare that you really get together and sing together as a group. Like when, yeah. when does that really happen? I know yeah. late night in the dorm, maybe you're jumping on the bed and the music is pumping and you all are singing yeah. together, rock, but rock concert. Yeah. Go to yeah. a concert. But like when, do, you know, really, if you go to church, you're doing that every week, sometimes maybe even two or three times a week, which is pretty amazing. But the question is about the style and like yeah. what's, what's acceptable and what's not. I think it's no coincidence that almost every great American pop star what has some sort of churchy, oh, religious oh, background. Oh, that's because that's where you learn, abs- right? Uh, yeah, just like who who are some people with those? I'm, I'm trying to think of examples. Oh, well, back in the from the beginning of pop music, like Elvis Presley oh, yeah. and um, Little Richard, mm-hmm. and then like people now, well, like in the mid late 20th century, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. um, Beyonce, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Justin Bieber. Uh, yeah. You know, like they're all like. Any kind of pop. Oh, Bruce Springsteen, I think. Oh, really? Catholic, yeah. Amazing. So, like, um, it's a challenge to find somebody who's not raised mm-hmm. in in some sort of churchy church. Background. So the idea is, you, you do this kind of singing, and it gets you. You become a performer. Like you totally, can really sing. Totally. When you did learn. this? When did this thing start? I guess in its modern incarnation. When did this thing? start in churches where you would do like almost like a rock band in church, but with like Christian worship music that was like kind of like pop rock type music. Well, I think the funny thing about this is that rock music is arguably church music itself. So like the kind of music that people like Little Richard or Elvis Presley made popular Mm -hmm. in like pop top 40 settings, Mm -hmm. they were doing like kind of versions of, um, church that or the kind of music that was done in churches like african-american churches in the south and white pentecostal um and holiness churches in the Mm -hmm. south like it's basically like southerny kind of church music Mm -hmm. that then there were lyrics like about romantic love instead of or partying at the beach or something like that instead of singing about jesus which if you can imagine that caused quite a stir. A lot of times church people did not like their music being like put to lyrics about like romantic love, for example, or sex oh, or something like that. So, yes, yeah, so there's a strong reaction, but really it's church music at its core. Like, uh, well, you know. that already. OK, but that already sounds like an argument right there. It is. Like there's it? an argument. Do you just <laughs> should we just skip the coin flip? And should you what? just do okay. you just want to argue? Honestly, yeah. are you just want to argue? That in the worship wars, the winner of the worship wars is modern rock bands in church are great. In fact, it is church music. That's what it is. And it's good. And then And you're gonna argue and then I have that to be modern, like, modern rock, rock bands in church bad. are horrible. It's bad. Is that where this is going? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. Let's just do it. So we're skipping the coin flip. We can have some okay. music in place of the coin flip. <laughs> okay. An interlude. Who invented the musical typing on the oh, podcast? That's, yeah. I think that was your invention, but where, I'm well, just no, I mean, you know. Oh yeah. Adding oh, yeah. flourishes to it. You invent it, I perfect it. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Just that reminds me That's... of a theology joke. Um, <laughs> students, don't repeat this joke. It's not funny, okay? But the joke is great great theology is invented in Germany, um, perfected in the UK, and ruined in the United States. <laughs> That's a historical theology <laughs> but, um, joke. Because sh- Germany was a, a kind of a, a, a you know a place a hub, for, a hub for a lot of thinking and then the you know the UK and then you know America. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's um, such a Protestant joke. It's a, 
it's, I heard it in a biblical studies context first. But oh, that sounds like a biblical studies joke for totally, sure. Totally. For sure. I love it. So when the students recover from laughing, we can <laughs> actually have the debate, which is already pre-decided because you Kay. already, I just, you're already making the argument. I'm making it. And you're I making it, it hard for me already to like make the counter argument because you're saying, well, what you're saying, but you know what? There is a counter argument and you're wrong already. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Tell me when my three minutes start. Your three minutes begin literally right now. Students, the scriptures say, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Mm. I think, and, and the New Testament talks about singing to the Lord with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Music and the love of music and the love of God through music is core to our relationship with the God of the Bible. And it is certainly core to the life of the church. So we should be singing to God. And I'm going to argue with you, to you, for you, students, that we should sing to God in whatever the language of our our contemporary setting is. You all are listening to some Wesleyan hymns today as part of our journey through church history. The Wesleys were all about making Christianity relevant to the people of their time. We should be about carrying that that task forward. So whatever it is in our current cultural setting that mm. is um, the music of our day, we should feel free to use that to glorify God. So whatever the music that you're into, whether or not it's like um, hip hop, rock, pop, um, R&B, whatever kind of form of music you love, classical, doesn't mm. matter, you should feel free to employ that in church. And when we look at churches who use modern work, rock bands, I think what we're looking at is basically just the current version of what Christians have always been about doing, which is make a joyful and a, sing a new song to the Lord. Mm. The scriptures also instruct us to sing new songs. So whatever moment in time we're in, God is giving us a song that is appropriate for our time, that will draw people to God, that will glorify God. And so... This idea that we should not use like whatever popular arts are um, created in our time, I would argue that that is basically like what, so then what time should we use? Should we use like some other random century that we pull forward? Mm-hmm. I say we use, we use the music of our time to create music um, that is glorifying God. The truths are timeless. The sounds change. That doesn't matter. The sounds actually are are so far down on the list in terms of what's important. In fact, or maybe I could argue that the sounds are important because we need to be singing um, the, the whatever music makes sense to our particular moment in time. So I say modern rock bands, why not? You still have 45 seconds. I do. I, my, my point is so strong. I don't even need those 45 <laughs> seconds. Oh, no. I, I say. That's always I say, the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Mic drop. That's the ultimate Theo Pop Culture Podcast. Yep. Power move, power move. is to say, I don't even need my time. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for your three minutes? Not after that. (laughs) All right. Three minute timer starts now. Okay, okay. Modern rock bands and like rock pop music in church is horrible. (laughs) Make a joyful noise into the Lord. Yes, it's in scripture. Singing, yes. New songs, yes, yes, yes. But you know, the old folks often traditionally, the oldies are totally right on this one. We need to ask about mood and message. Like I think this actually came up in last week's debate too. The medium and the message is, you know, the medium is the message. What is the message? Could you be sending a message as Dr. Payne has said that, you know, we're using our creativity in the arts to worship the Lord? You could. I would just ask you though to take a little bit of a critical look at how this actually plays out, okay? Here's one way this plays out that I think Dr. Payne is not not acknowledging. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see like 
you know, middle-aged or even younger dudes. And let's be frank. It's almost always dudes working out their need for music fame on stage at my church. Oh, I don't need it. And I've seen this and it's like, it's, it's even those who do a really good job of it. It's just like, there's always a kind of clothing. There's a way, I mean, there's a way to do it well and there's a way to do it poorly. That's true for everything. But like, what are we exactly doing here? Like mimicry, copying the world. Like you often kind of like degraded versions of pop music. It's just sad. It's like sad for the whole family. You know what I mean? <laughs> just look, here's an alternative idea. If you love music, as I do, if you love rock, if you love hip hop, pop, folk music, singer songwriters, as I do, it's okay. Enjoy it. You don't, you can actually make that kind of art and you can glorify God that way at any time, like outside of church. Like you could argue that like, you know, some of these bands like, you know, U2 that has deeply spiritual lyrics or even Bruce Springsteen um, or Beyonce, you know, for, in some of her songs that Bieber. that Bieber, that they are glorifying God. That's exactly what that is. But don't, don't bring that performance issue up on the stage in a place where I've come to be filled my mind has come to be filled with the word of God. It's a personality issue is what it ends up being. And it's an intrusion and it's actually divisive. It's not about just bringing, yeah, pulling some random centuries music. <laughs> it's not even about that. I mean, the church has always had hymns and we can always sing together. It's just an issue I think of degree and the way it's been almost turned into a kind of like a commodity. I don't want to come to another business. I don't want, you know what? When I attend church, I want to attend church. I don't want to attend a brand. You know what I mean? Oh. I'm not, I don't come to church to attend someone's Instagram brand or to attend their concert or their stepping stone towards something that they would really rather be doing, which is playing that kind of music for tens of thousands of people, maybe seconds. not in church. And I just, I think you see this and I think you got to admit it. And I'm not saying, oh, your worship leader is horrible. Oh, student in your church. I'm sure you're the exact one exception church that doesn't have this problem, but <laughs> you know, you see this, it happens. And like I said, you know, music is awesome. Sing a new song. Yes, 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 yes. But don't mix and mingle that which is unholy with that which is holy. That's what holiness is about. The end. <laughs> am I being laughed at or laughed with? I am being laughed with. Students, students. So I've worked with Dr. Dope for a long time now. And I love when when Dr. Dope goes into these this lane. This was this a fun <laughs> lane. <laughs> This is my lane. I love that. Oh, I love that man. lane. I don't know what you would call it. My, you know what my lane has developed in these in these podcasts. Yes. The lane is I'm always the con every time. No, that's not I'm true. I'm like always the grumpy con, and you're always like it's great, and I'm like it's terrible. <laughs> like no matter what that's it not is. True. Okay, for the rest of the time, I'll be the con. Okay, whatever it is. The last like is. one podcast that we have. Okay, it's actually a couple. <laughs> we have a few. We have a few. A couple yes, few. Two, two, I guess. Okay. Yep. I thought. You're, okay, your point, which I didn't bring up in my in my portion and joked about, I think is really true. You're like, what, are we supposed to just bring up some random centuries music? It's true. It's like, what are you choosing? And I think that that's a very good point. Um, everything is in a style. Should we be, it actually, I think we're getting to the point in these debates too, where our debates have a lot of touch points in previous debates. Remember yes, how we had yes. a debate about, should we be trying to be the early church? Right. Like, and there are, there are groups, there's a whole denomination around this idea that you don't actually use instruments in music because they're not mentioned in the New Testament. Yeah. If you go to a Church of Christ church, church of Christ. you probably don't use- Gorgeous um, singing. Oh yeah, they have great because they know about they, harmony. They have to be good yeah, at it because yeah. there's nothing else. If you, you want to you know. hear like really awesome, skillful acapella singing, highly recommend mm -hmm. a Church of Christ. But that's a whole other um, conversation, I guess. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah, I I did think that was one of the stronger points. I probably could have put a finer point on it and just talked about how like a lot of times when people are feeling grouchy about modern music, what they have in their mind is whatever 
like a kind of nostalgic version of whatever church that they grew up with. And a lot of times it's the culture that's comfortable to them. Yes. So, yes, of course. yeah. So I do think, thanks. I agree that that was a, um, your point that I think is a really strong one is just the line between entertainment and worship um, that is easily blurred mm. in modern pop settings. So I think that mm. that is just, that could not be truer, right? Like, right. I mean, I grew up in a church that loves pop and rock music right. in, in church. So I, I'm certainly not opposed to it, but I also recognize because I grew in that, up right. in that kind of church right. that it can well, very easily veer into the entertainment here's, zone. Here's something that's really fascinating. And as I, I know this would be right in your lane of like something you'd like to do a cultural analysis on. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes in like really exuberant worship in like a charismatic church setting or just any setting in church where they're going to play like re- the music is just, it's soaring. <laughs> right. The group is getting, what do the kids say? The group, they're, they're getting turnt. Turnt? Oh, is that a is thing? That a thing? I think oh, man. I mean, you I you keep just, me posted on I might have just made that word up or that might be like five <laughs> years ago. When the kids are turnt. getting turnt and the music gets turnt. turned up, the hands go up, right? It's a, it's a hands. Sure, sure. I remember the first time though when I was at a secular concert and seeing people raising their hands like that. And I'm like- that's just Did because, it weird you out a little bit? It weirded me out because it's like, oh, that's just a thing now that people do. It kind of jumped, it's like jumped back and forth between like, it's like, because to me, like, you know, when I first came to faith, like really when I was in freshman in college, it was like to raise your hands during a song felt almost like as an introvert, to me, that was like a really big yeah. moment of like stretching out, almost like I was doing something mystically to worship God. Totally. But then totally. to be at a secular concert, which I was totally enjoying, and then to see people do it, it was like, what are you raising your hands for? toward or for it was like it was very confusing Uh I guess in a way so I think that that's a moment right there that gesture where it's like what does that mean exactly to do that you know I think the really interesting thing about um music in the church in our current cultural context is that um the the church music and non-church music have been so intertwined Mm -hmm. that it's it's pretty much I mean, this, this, I didn't say this maybe, but I probably, I do really think this, it's impossible to take those two things apart Mm. from each other. Mm -hmm. So that's where it gets, it actually is kind of a complicated (laughs) argument to have because it's like, well, if you're choosing, you know, like some sort of, um, you, I mean, there are churches that use really, really ancient music, Mm -hmm. um, Especially like if you visit an Orthodox church, for example, you'll hear um, really old versions of songs. But um, Mm -hmm. then it's sort of like, well, it's just old. I mean, I think the counter argument is it's old songs, but it gets really complicated in the U.S. because there's it's such a huge industry, um, pop music. So yeah, okay, yeah. Wow. Well, we've got we you know there's a lot of issues on the table here but for purposes of time and economy yep cue up the keyboard okay are you ready i and... think so dr payne what's your actual view on this <laughs> my actual view is um i this is going to sound terrible i hope the students don't get mad i actually don't have a super strong opinion on this boo yeah i i, <laughs> I so so i i have to take an uh, i have to take a if i have to like my actual position is yeah, let's let's create new songs. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't yeah, yeah. actually feel no, strongly I, about it. Yeah. Um, but I but I guess I'd have to say if I had to err on one side, mm-hmm. it would be yeah, let the kids have their stuff. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay I hear what you're saying. How about you? That's an opinion. I mean, yeah. it's, I take back my boo. <laughs> here's here's my honest view. It may only be a little more satisfac- satisfactory to the listener than Dr. Payne's uh, <laughs> kind n- of no vote. Yeah. 
because of what my job is, because in a sense, I work in a professional context as a professor and there's a lot of like competition and, and you know, to who has the best words. That's what professors are, right? People who are professional sure, speakers sure. and writers. And it's like, you're competing and there's publications and there's talking and there's, True. you know, uh, and, and I do. And also it's not just that, but it's like, there's a church faith element to my work. Yes. When I go to church, I, I cannot handle any whiff of competition or performance. Oh, interesting. I, I don't want to, I, I can't handle seeing it because I feel like my, I live in that and I have to try to, you know, like as colleagues, like you and I, like we have to sure. deal with this and we have to, we have to do it well and we have to be generous and faithful. And it's like in church though, it just, it right now in my life, it touches a button in me to see someone that I feel like is performing. Oh, on stage interesting. That I just feel like I don't want that to get between me and the, you know, the reason I'm there to worship. And it does. And that I, and actually, and here's another opinion. I'm not actually blaming the worship leader for that. And I'm not blaming the kids or the rock music for that. It's, it's my, it's my own problem. That's really interesting. It's my own fault. It's my own problem. It's my own fault, but it's, it's, I think it's, it's more than like being my fault. It's a function of the kind of work that I do and the way that it is and the way that I am. And so we all have to find ways that we can connect with God in, you know, and so the church I go to, like the, the music is all, all organ up on, behind us kind of up yeah. on the thing and we just all sing together. It has a very much a community feel like it's not like any one person is performing, but it's like the whole group is singing and that's, that's the mood that I need for that. Okay. Well, you gave a very reflective, honest response. So I feel like I owe you more of a response. <laughs> I just doubled down. Yeah, that it. was good. That was super thoughtful. And I, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think the reason why I don't feel strongly about it is mm. because, um, because I was raised, I was raised in a church that really valued like, being God's hype people, you know, like, uh, so that, that amped up that kind of, mm. um, like the modern worship stuff. And I think the reason why I don't feel super strongly about it now is because I've come to, um, well, I still, I still love it. I appreciate it. I get all of the feels that, you know, like, oh, this is amazing when I'm hearing music done well and confession students, I was a music major, so I do really like good music. Um, but I think that I've come to feel that that is a much smaller part of my own spiritual thriving mm -hmm. than it was when I, I was see. younger. Yeah, and yeah, so I'm sort of like, whatever, if they like that, that's fine. But I think what really moves me are the sacraments, uh, you know, like just the idea of God. But being, you're saying there was a time when like that musical connection was like, yeah, it was a, more, a big part it, of it my life. It was differently important. And, yeah. and to have it be a particular style was probably a connective tissue for you. Totally. For, us. And for me too. It was really a lot. Yeah. Like the other day I was doing research for a project and I was listening to a worship band that sounded like the one that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And I was just like right back there all of a yeah. sudden. Oh, and it oh, was, yeah. it was kind of a weird experience because I was like, I remember how I felt as a child, but I think I've since come to be like, you know, that's great. And I love music, but it's not as big of a part as what I thought it was, you know, in, in terms of my own spiritual life. So, wow. well, there's, there's a word here actually, I think for students, which is like to realize that your spiritual life over time will change. Yeah, it'll develop. Your needs will change. Mm -hmm. Who you are will change. And you need to engage faithfully with where you are not try to take on, you know what you don't need, oh student, if you're 19 years old, you don't need like a 41 year old spirituality yeah. at 19. Yeah. There are probably some elements you could choose to adopt, but there are probably some things that could be done in reverse too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of like a cycles and a lifespan argument to be made here. Yeah. I think that one of the takeaways that I hope students get from this class is like that the Christian tradition is deep and wide. And so I think you do you, whatever's working <laughs> for like, you know, like however you're experiencing the Lord, um, it, it, expect that it will probably change over the course of your life. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Hmm. Play the music. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs>